Welcome back to the Flash Flashcast. We took a week off, and uh, as did the CW, but we're all back for a brand spanking new episode that includes crossovers from perhaps one of the least welcome characters on Arrow, plus a whole <laughs> boatload of revelations. Uh, with you as always, I'm Lisa Schmeiser, and Hi. I have... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Hi, my na- Hi, my name's Ray, except it's really Moe's. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we've got Moe's, and we have Tony Sindelar with us. Hello. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how we should start all future podcasts is, hi, I'm, like, I'm Ray. Hello, I'm Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll go down the usual elements and checklists, um, including the 45-second Flashcast recap, uh, your Shut Up Cisco segment, which may have to be renamed, How Did They Kill Him This Week? Um, <laughs> the Dr. Wells Wellness Check, I'm No Scientician, Conspiracy Corner, and Dilated Iris. So... As you know, most of the segments go in no particular order except for the recap, which always kicks it off. Uh, because I am on a completely new machine than uh, all previous podcasts, I don't have my timer with me. However, Tony does. I will be doing your recap this week, and Tony will be timing me. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. All right. I'm going to give you three, two, one, go. And I'll, I'll give you like a, a ding at 30 seconds. Uh, okay. But your, your goal is to get 45 seconds. All yes. right. Ready? All right. Three, two, one, go. So the real takeaway from this week's episode is that Barry has finally told Cisco and Caitlin that Dr. Wells is not as he seems and is quite possibly awful. Caitlin immediately dismisses it out of hand. Cisco, on the other hand, has been having lots of flashbacks to having been killed by Dr. Wells in an alternate timeline, which introduces all sorts of super interesting questions about the nature of alternate timelines, the speed force, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this week also sees Ray, who is who is basically like Cisco except taller and marginally more marginally better looking, depending on, on how your tastes go. And um, they fight a woman who's controlling a swarm of robot bees. And the whole point of that plot line is to have uh, Wells' former colleague go, yeah, he's kind of changed since the accident, which only adds fuel to the fire. Also, looks like Iris has moved back in with uh, her dad and Barry because her boyfriend's <clears throat> keep- keeping secrets 45 from her. seconds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, look, 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 you almost, did way better almost, than I did. There was a lot, a lot of a lot of little threads in this. Yeah, episode, this so. episode could have been a ninety-minute episode, and it would have played better because there was just so much in it. I felt um, mm-hmm. it felt like a furniture-moving episode in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, I was like that. That is how I feel about a lot of episodes now. I, I, after you know, you listening to you and Moe's talk about various um, Sons of Anarchy episodes. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, now I like. I know it's like, yep, that's what they're going to say about it because they're right. Yeah, because. <laughs> so. um, the, the the baddie of the week, as it were. Yeah, the B was, plot. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is not nearly as bad as half the puns we hear, heard in this episode. That, that was so. strong. Yeah. Though, Are you Tony. going to let me in, or shall I just buzz myself in? And there's yeah. only one queen in this hot. That poor actress. That poor poor actress who had to. I felt bad for her. Yeah, because how is she supposed to sell the idea that I'm a mad scientist who's made a swarm of killer robot bees? Um, <laughs> so, so that was just kind of incidental this week. Um, I don't know if it was meant to underscore the fact that uh, Central City is is supposedly more blithe and more charming, and that when Barry's in a bad mood, the whole world frowns, or what. But I felt like you could have just dismissed it. That was a long way to walk just to have Dr. Wells' former colleague go, well, we used to be good friends until the accident that killed his wife, and now he's different, which is what that whole thing was leading up to. Um, which is something we already knew, but now Barry knows. Yeah, yeah. So so that was a long way to walk for that. Um, 
I sort of feel like the Ray Palmer Goodwill tour is there because the CW is like, please, God, we need to build up some support for this show before we launch it in the fall. Um, that said, and I know that, that Moses is probably going to disagree with me, I liked his easy chemistry with Cisco. Mm-hmm. He fits in really well with the science nerds. He actually, yeah. I, I felt, and maybe it's just that Flash is so much more fun, but he seemed to kind of fit in a lot better with those than he does on, say, another show we won't go into detail that he appears yes. regularly on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that was actually more his speed. And yeah. I, um, also, he comes off less as cocky, rich bro and and more a guy who's like well money is kind of an abstract theoretical at this point so i just spend it when i feel like it you know because i like the scene where he basically buys out the restaurant and then after it ends in awkwardness he's like only 17 more courses to go like he realizes how ridiculous the whole thing is (laughs) (laughs) um he's kind of like the anti-silicon valley at this point But, you know, anyway, the thing is, is they had the Ray Palmer Goodwill tour, and um, I felt like the crossover was kind of belabored otherwise, because what do Barry and Felicity have to talk about other than, hey, remember when we pretended to be attracted to each other for a couple of episodes because we needed to launch this show? And, um, again, I, I have a, I'm, no, I'm no scientist, but I have a ton of questions now about why Cisco is flashing back to an existence that was arguably um, truncated when Barry ran back in time, like... What does this mean about the nature of space and time? Yeah. Also, um, his flashbacks are conveniently in the third person for the viewers, you know. It, yeah. It. Yeah. But that's just a. That's just that's just that's twibbles. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was I was thinking there's that there was that movie that came out um like in the eighties early nineties where it was Kiefer Sutherland and Julia Roberts and Kevin Bacon and Oliver Flatliners. Platt. Yes, yes. But in Flatliners it was first person flashbacks and here it was Cisco watching himself be, you know, vibrated to death by Dr. Wells. <laughs> and um anyway, I'm just babbling at this point because we've had a week off. Where where were you guys in this episode? Eek. I was I was a little disappointed with this episode. It, it definitely felt like they needed to kind of move some things around and set some stuff up for later. Um, you know, moving forward, uh, Barry's kind of investigation of Dr. Wells, but we didn't get anything super exciting in this episode. And I guess we were due for that after a, a series of kind of intense revelations. Um, but and, and definitely the, the villain of the week this this week felt uh, perhaps the weakest one yet. Um, yeah. Did, it's when did she's the talking villain to her actually robots. have a name? Did, did she have a name other than yeah? She is the bug-eyed bandit. Dead? Oh yeah. my she, goodness! She is the bug-eyed bug-eyed bandit. Is what they refer to her as. briefly, at least. They called her bug-eye, like for real. Sorry, you guys. Bug-eyed bandit. She is a old school, or in the in the comics, it's a it's a male character, but. Um, mm. Well, kudos to the Flash for uh, tackling its female problem that way. <laughs> so, yeah, that, um, that, I, that was just slightly disappointing. I mean, I, and I say that in in a high regard because I think one the bar has been set so high. I think with some of these episodes coming in, and like the idea of a crossover. I guess in my mind, I was expecting Oliver to come over. I wasn't expecting necessarily mm-hmm. just Ray. And Hi, I think I'm I, Ray. Yes, <laughs> I think I was expecting Oliver to be there too. Yeah. I mean, I, I really was. And then, and then to add, well, here, look, I, I'm not even going to play scientist. I'm just going to say, shut up, everybody, because that whole scenario with mm-hmm. staying up in the air and the whole innuendo was just awkward and weird. And I know it was supposed <laughs> to play like that, but it was just like, 
come on, guys. We, do are we really going back down to this kind of humor? I mean, I expect like it of how myself. is Ray the billionaire CEO of a company who can snake it away from Oliver in the season premiere of Arrow, and then just turn to this guy who's making unintentional erection jokes now? <laughs> is the thing it, exactly? It felt a little. I think that my major quibble with it was that um, Ray and Felicity both act. I mean, they were clearly written by different people than mm-hmm. who, who has been writing them on Arrow recently. And so that felt kind of disconnected. And in some ways it was better. I mean, it, you know, Felicity has been kind of, they haven't had a lot for her to do this season. Um, and so she's been kind of one note unhappy for the last couple episodes. And so it was mm-hmm. kind of fun to see like, you know, her back to her old mode where she's like, you know, just kind of running her mouth and, and you know, running into weird situations that way and is confident and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does feel kind of, you know, like it doesn't really line up with the way, where the characters are on the yeah. other show. Yeah, I th- that's a great observation because um, one of the things, and again, I apologize because this is the Flash Flashcast, but you know, when you bring over characters from another show and you do have some context, it doesn't hurt to bring it over. Arrow has been just an unrelenting downer this year. And um, part of that downer has been because Felicity's been in a patently stupid love triangle. And, uh, you know, it was nice to actually have it resolved where she's like, yeah, raise my boyfriend. I'm going to see if I can make this work. Um, off I go. I like that part. I, I wish that we had seen her actually be a little bit happier about the fact that, uh, you know, she was in Central City and hanging out with Cisco and Caitlin. Um, and uh, I did, however, enjoy how excruciatingly awkward that dinner was with uh, <laughs> Barry and Iris and Iris's boyfriend, the human golden retriever, and uh, everybody, because that was just great. Um, it was it was an episode where I was like, okay, they had a, they have a, they have a che- they have a list of check marks that they're trying to nail before they move into like the last few episodes of the season. You know, mm-hmm. this this has the feeling of well, we have to move all this into place or else the last few episodes don't make sense. And and I kind I I, I kind of hate it when the, the the furniture moving is that obvious. Yeah, it felt very forced. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is the Flash uh, podcast, not the Arrow podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does. I mean, there wasn't really any setup on Arrow for ray and felicity departing and in fact it feels kind of weird with what's going on on arrow at this exact moment mm-hmm. uh and then they just show up back on arrow yeah. in the in this week's episode without and it, it doesn't really flow so yeah. it, it does feel like like you know this was a con- contractually obligated required uh yeah. episode to have ray palmer show up more places yeah we uh, need love him america you will love him you know that's how, well, that's how it feels now, now i have a question and 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 a, and a proposed statement the mm-hmm. first question is who is supposed to be on this new show? Um, I have been, a, I have not, I've been specifically not reading about it a ton, but I know, I mean, Ray is going to be on it. I don't know if he is like a main person or a recurring person or, or what, but I, I know he will be, I, I believe he will be featured on it. Okay. Because without saying anything, uh, there were events on Arrow that seemed to be leading to where other yeah. characters might be connected. Yes. And so I didn't really know. But then here, the, the, I think that my biggest kind of like, not bugaboo per se, but... Bugaboo? <laughs> ha 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 ha. But, but it, oh, it, nice choice. <laughs> it, it just, it felt like there was this... Okay, my wife's been watching Gossip Girl, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. So here's the thing. Barry was told to keep a secret. You know, it was between he and Joe. Don't tell anybody. 
just keep it to ourselves before we you know we have to know that we can trust people before we can you know let mm-hmm. them in on what we know yeah which is fine now much like gossip girl secrets <laughs> don't seem to last at any like for like 15 minutes and barry goes through you know two iterations with you know with felicity and then oh yeah guess what here here's let me drop the dime and then by the end of it Caitlin and I, they could have kept the Caitlin and Cisco in the dark. And that mm-hmm. would have been way more interesting that Cisco is knowing something without telling anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or especially if there had been some moment of urgency that required them to, to bring Caitlin and or Cisco in. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. it seemed like basically we're going to fit Not an episode like in here. Gang. There's yeah. going to be, yeah, there's going to be like 40 minutes of mulling where Barry decides, like, no, I'm going to do this, but not for any kind of specific driven reason, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he just, like, no, that was that was enough keeping that secret. I don't want to do that anymore. Right. I mean, when you keep a secret, in, in my mind, it's like, that should, I, you know, I can't say, like, you know, going from some other shows that we've watched, you know, a secret can last, you know, an entire season. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it would have been very interesting to have that, to not have Cisco tell anybody about his daydreams. Yeah. Like what if Cisco thought he was losing his mind? Yeah. And he gets increasingly edgy around Dr. Wells and has this really violently ambivalent relationship where this father figure is, is the person he's now fantasizing is killing him. And then, you know, there's, there's some buildup because this way instead it's, it's Barry having like two episodes where he's acting less than Barry like, and finally, you know, Felicity nudges him to tell people and he tells Cisco and Caitlin and Caitlin's like, eh. and, and Cisco's like, I'm having strange dreams. So therefore Barry must be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, or those, yeah. you could imagine those strange dreams might force him to kind of go through the same actions where he goes and checks out the, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the hologram trap. And mm-hmm. maybe to different outcomes, hopefully for Cisco, right? But that that feels like a lot more interesting than what we've got here. And it does feel a little bit like they're trying to build for something in these last few episodes, and maybe they didn't give themselves enough runway to do it, right? But I don't know. You know, you never know with these furniture moving episodes. Sometimes it it does come together okay. Um, yeah. Should we check in on some of our other segments? Yes. Um, actually, speaking of Cisco, with um, Shut Up Cisco, he mm-hmm. had a lot of really great lines this episode. <laughs> um, I was watching this with my husband, and the, the takeaway we got out of it was, if you want to make Cisco a more awesome character, you kill him off for every week like he's Kenny on South Park. Because <laughs> like, if he gets beat up or killed, it's, it's a great Cisco episode. But I liked when he's, everybody's like, I'm going to be the Adam. And Cisco's like, are, are you married to that name? <laughs> like, I actually laughed out loud at that. I, I enjoyed the why did it have to be bees? That yes. was my... The, the call out to Indiana Jones, because mm-hmm. you know Cisco knows those movies by heart. He can probably mm-hmm. recite entire chunks of dialogue. Mm-hmm. So... I'm I'm wondering if we should retire the segment known as Shut Up Cisco and just call it Did Cisco Live? Because <laughs> <laughs> how many times has he been killed and or tortured in the last five episodes? I also like Yeah. I like when they're being tormented by the one last bee in the headquarters mm-hmm. and he, he shoots a hole in their science desk. And then that hole is just there later. So I'm assuming yeah. that that's just like there's going to be a, a big hole there from a, you know, whatever, plasma cannon or whatever that was for the, yeah. for the remainder of Star Labs. Yeah, you look at Star Labs and it's not exactly in pristine looking working yeah, order. It is. I yeah, like that. <laughs> now, going, going to Speed Force for just a second, because we're talking about the, the dreams of Cisco. Yep. And I'm, 
I'm going to go out on a limb as not a scientist, but mm -hmm. it seems as though potentially maybe it's just Barry. Obviously, Barry's tapped into the speed force in a way that he can shock a, shock a person's heart. So is it just his proximity to people that are that maybe is causing these ripples? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, uh, it may be. I mean, there there is, you know, both uh, Cisco and Caitlin are established people in the, the Flash comics universe. And there are things about what those characters become in the mm -hmm. comics that may or may not be relevant to that. And. You know, the the identity Cisco takes on in the comics yeah. could be playing into that, or maybe they're just hinting at that. Um I, I wondered if it was just is that whole idea of, you know, that alternate timeline that, you know, where 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 Cisco gets killed and where there might be a tidal wave and things like that. Like that, you know, is that in some way I mean, you know, Wells basically mm -hmm. said that has to come back around, right? Yeah. And then it didn't. So it seems like something about that, I mean it that has not been erased, clearly, right? And yeah. I guess that's exciting, because it was a little bit, to me, the, that, the follow-up episode where it's like, Barry has taken care of business, everything is fine, even though we said time travel is like, you know, maintaining the timeline is a really big deal. Uh, the idea that there would be repercussions from fixing things uh, is interesting. Yeah. No, it's, it would be nice if it turned out. One of the questions I got um, from somebody on Twitter is, is, what does Eobard have to, to gain by, by killing Barry's mom anyway? Um, and although in past episodes, Eobard has said, no, I was actually aiming for Barry, but I killed his mom. I guess the question is, are we building up to something where, where he's like, no, I have to go back to the night that, that your mom got killed so I can kill you instead. You know, does Barry go, wait, no, what? Or, or ugh, this, this whole, you know, recursive loops and, and things mm -hmm. possibly going awry. Um, it sounds like either way, Iris and Eddie are, are headed for the dustbin of history because, you know, the one timeline, she's like, oh, here the flash, a tsunami is coming. And, um, <laughs> oh, do you like that? That was effects? awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now we're podcasting. <laughs> and in this one, like, Eddie gets the flash secret and he, he takes it very seriously that he can't tell mm -hmm. Iris. And she spends the entire episode understandably and justifiably upset over that. And um, then they break up. Well, first of all, Eddie needs to learn how to get a poker face going. I mean, yeah. just straight out. I mean, and then he gets demolished by it. And it's like, look, man, you, you, you're a cop. You can, mm -hmm. you can generate a story. You can create, oh, there was just a tragedy or whatever. I mean, yeah. you could or do I, that. There's something I can't tell you. would yeah. be a lot more honest than, than I wish I'm I not could hiding tell you, but I I'm can't. not hiding anything while I hide something conspicuously. Yeah. Well, it's and just, see I, how long that, that secret lasted two episodes. Yeah. And I feel super bad for Iris because, again, you have two men fighting over whether or not she has the right to know, like, her, that her, her best friend, brother, weird backburner love interest is actually the Flash. And, you know, her dad's all, I get to decide because I'm her dad. And no, when do I get to say as her boyfriend? And I'm like, has it occurred to you that perhaps Iris should have some agency in this? Since you and, know, you know, Eddie himself says it when he finds out that Felicity knows. He's like, does everybody but Iris know? And it's yeah. like, yeah, based, in terms of name characters on this show, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I guess was the writer's way of trying to point out that it's fundamentally ridiculous. But it's I, I feel like the Iris character is being done really 
it, I, I feel like the writers are not doing right by Iris at this point, you know, and let's make her a reporter. Let's put her on the flash beat and then let's make sure she's the only person in Central City who doesn't know who the Flash is. I mean, Captain Cold knows. So, you know, his brother and sister know because he's probably like drop that at the dinner table up in case something happens to me. You need mm-hmm. to go to the press and tell them that Barry Allen is the Flash and, and like that's that stuff gets around and and i like that you're referred to heatwave as his brother because i keep thinking of him as that even though he's not so. well it's me crossing it over with prison break yes. at this point well, and they're, since they're, they're family ne- and, and robert family. yeah that- and robert nepper plays the clockmaker, and so yeah, that's headcanon god i really hope that robert ne- that 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 because he's the clockmaker, right yeah. Clock King, yeah. Clock King, yeah. I really hope that the Clock King and Captain Cold go toe-to-toe and hate each other with the same vicious intensity that... Uh, that would be cool. I like yeah. the Clock King. I always like the kind of ridiculous uh, mastermindy villains like yeah. the Riddler and Clock King. What I like is the conversation that you all just had about that. It just... I'm absolutely <laughs> mesmerized. <laughs> so, it's... Uh, anyway. Um, but, I I, the- but Eddie does look like he's going to get... like. That looks like a potential trigger point to where Eddie mm-hmm. Eddie's sad, and but now he has somebody to blame. And yeah. that's where I can see where I think Eddie's going to start to change. And this is like also where— to the dark side because of his hurt feelings and all that? Oh, absolutely. And I think if, if Wells gets wind of it, he can mm. easily say, you know, let me just tell you something. Mm. I am somebody from the future. In fact, you're related to me. Yeah, or he's like, "Hey there, guy. Let me let me help you out because it's in our best interest." And he's not replying that this is like his great 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 something, whatever. How many times removed? So, hmm. so I'm going to go on record now as if my great 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 something from the future shows up. Like I'm not helping. Sorry. Yeah, no. That's like you know, I gotta preserve to... the timeline. That's important. Yeah, prove it. Would be my Somebody opinion. runs up to me and says, "What day is it?" And I, I just, I'm slapping them. That's well, not even. I'm not even tell, helping time travelers get oriented. Nice. <laughs> Shut up. Get your own calendar, Smith. Yeah. Well, buy a watch. Well, this is, and I forget. I think there might have been a movie about this recently, um, and it was like an indie type thing. But like the very notion of time travelers, people always accept that with such equanimity. Like, oh, of course you're here from the future. Or, oh, of course your language patterns don't tell me you're here from the past. <laughs> Whereas like, if you ran into someone like that on the street in real life and they're like, you don't understand. I'm here from 2135. A terrible place going to wipe it out unless I have a Big Mac. No, uh-uh, Mm-mm. not buying it. I am fine with people 120 years in the future biting it because I'm not giving you a Big Mac would be, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just how most people would react, right? So. I've walked around New York City. I know what it's like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tony, you know, based on the the film that you had, you 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 had kind of uh, shared out to us, and I can't remember what it was mm-hmm. now. What's it called? Flashpoint. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, in that, there is the Reverse Flash somehow is absorbing Speed Force from the Flash, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And see that is- that starts to make me wonder, like. How is this happening? And like, obviously, he needs to get buried to a certain level or degree to, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, get to full, full, you know, to get his flux capacitor all the way to charged up. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like to me. Sounds like that. Yeah. That so is, that is I'm wondering if maybe if when Barry know that for certain, you know, that passes through, works, right? you know, and starts to go through time, if that doesn't like. And so by going back that far. That can slingshot, you know, uh, Ewand all the way back up up the chain. Yeah, yeah. 
Because that was a fascinating. I mean, I really liked that movie a lot. Actually, it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm I enjoyed. I I just started reading more of the kind of tie-in comics this week because there's a whole set of Batman stuff set in that in the intermittent Flashpoint mm-hmm. continuity, and it's all you know, it's Batman except grimmer and darker because what? things How are worse. How is that even possible? <laughs> I I could tell you, but it'd be spoilers. It's yeah. darker. Yeah, just send so. me the just send me the names of the trades I can read, and we'll go from okay. there. But, uh, <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna need some new reading material. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Like it was this was kind of a blah episode, which. It shouldn't have been because, again, it was a crossover and, you know, we got to see the nerds got some love with, you know, Ray and and Ray and Cisco totally geeking out. And I like it when Cisco and Caitlin get to socialize and interact with people other than, you know, their co-workers. I I like Mm -hmm. when they flesh out those characters. I like when they actually seem to take some palpable joy in what they're doing. Um, But I just have such a bad taste in my mouth from Iris. I don't particularly i i feel bad for eddie like preemptively at this point um Mm -hmm. i'm not looking forward to next week's episode which looks like a scooby adventure to investigate a car crash um no i just you know this is the series low point so far and i want to emphasize that you know if this is as bad as it gets it's still pretty good it was just kind of a eh, nothing burger of an episode really i agree you know we are one of our normal segments is the dr wells wellness check and like we don't really see him at all this episode, right? He's no. just kind of laying low. We have that very brief scene where he's getting threatened by a robot bee and he thinks about getting out of his wheelchair, his leg shifts. And I was, yeah. I was like, all right, I guess it's like we need to show one little thing to remind you that what's going on. I also yeah. kind of laugh because like, that would be a really sad way if you're elaborate yeah. time travel <laughs> conspiracy. It's like there was a bee and then everyone found out my secret identity. You like, jump around the office all, ha, ha. And then he has to kill Cisco and Caitlin because they, you know, he's just like dag. Well, no, like he goes to kill Felicity. Next thing you know, there's like Arrow and 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 daughter of the demon and like five other supporting characters, and they're all Mm -hmm. you've messed with Felicity. But um, oh, this is oh, this is one thing from the crossover that's going to nag at me for a while. um, Is Doctor Wells knew who Felicity was before he even met her. And talked about her contributions and how she's capable of doing great work. And um, the one part that did stand out to me was towards the end when she finally, like, takes control of the robot swarm. And she's like, boom, drop the mic and jumps up. And Wells just looks at her with, like, this, this you know, historic amusement. The same way that one of us might, might look if we were, like, watching Thomas Jefferson write the Declaration of Independence. And he, he leaps up and yells, boom, drop the hoe, or whatever they did back then. <laughs> and so I... I <laughs> I feel like they're setting up Felicity in some way using the show, which kind of makes no sense. Or it sticks out to me that Wells takes such an interest in a character that's not normally on his show. And I'm trying to figure out why, you know, maybe this is me overthinking it, which I concede is entirely possible. But I guess my question is, are they setting us up for long game? What is this? Well, I think I think there might be a a long game in in that. There's one person in, in this episode that seems to, and, and she's fading further and further back, and mm-hmm. that's Caitlin. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it's, in, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. I don't know if they just don't know what to do with her, but, you know, it's clear that she's become a 16th wheel. You know, she's needed every now and again, but, mm-hmm. you know, her, her, her boyfriend's in Pittsburgh, and or fiance, I should say. And yeah. what what she what you know what she contributing to to the whole schematic? I get the feeling that she and Ronnie have agreed to uh, to to let that summer romance die out, as it were. 
you know, where they're like, look, we obviously have feelings for each other, but I'm a discorporeal being who's now welded to another man through fire. And you are a lady scientist working with Dr. Wells, and it's just not going to work out. But what's she doing? I mean, I mean, honestly, yeah. what at this point, the, I mean, other than she's... just hanging out with people, yeah, that's the thing. Is is the the this that's part of the whole this show has a woman problem thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's they just don't, so they... underutilized. Yeah, yeah, because she's basically just Cisco with less screen time. Yeah, right? and and not they don't have funny jokes for her basically. No, um, and they don't they, have they, she doesn't and... have friends. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as if like you know like I bring this back to this week's uh, Agents of Shield. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm, I'm not, I, I watch it, but I'm not invested in it. But like the two scientists there, it's the same problem. You know, you, you can use them, but at the same time, they're kind of, they, Cisco, I mean, just Cisco gets way more play than, yeah. than Caitlin does. Yeah. Except when they need something solved for that particular scene and then, yeah. okay, go back in the closet, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the problem I have with, like, <clears throat> add a third scientist. Making it another woman, because again, the show has a serious woman problem um, with one character who's deliberately left in the dark and the other one who is essentially like wallpaper with an MD. And maybe don't make her and Caitlin best friends have them spark off, you know, conflict or or have to figure out how to work together when they have violently opposing opinions. Um, and again, to track this on to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., to me, some of the most interesting stuff that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has done this year is when... Um, Fitz, because uh, to be honest, I always just view Fitzsimmons as kind of a a, 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 a a symbiotic entity. It's when Fitz was trying to get his mojo back after having had like the brain damage and all the other stuff. And he was working with the other the other agent who was helping him find ways to route around the damaged parts of his brain. And you saw him go through the process of trying to be himself and do his science. And we never see that with either Cisco or Caitlin. Like they're just really good at what at, at what they do every time they do it. Right, uh, you're you're hitting it right on the right on the head. But like mm-hmm. in the but Caitlin should still be sad that she her you know she didn't have her her fiance for you know forever how long and she got him back for a couple couple days and now he's gone again. I mean that should be that should be causing a problem for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She. I mean, she. It seems like she should be like trying to figure out ways to help him or. Or, or that should be like affecting her, her actions, or, or, or something, right? I right. Mean, it, it feels solved in a way that's totally unrealistic, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I don't, yeah. I don't know. I hope they do something interesting with her. I don't know. I'll be sad if, uh, the actor who plays Wells, if they, I mean, if he gets defeated and that character kind of gets written out, uh, that would be sad. But maybe that opens up, like, does Caitlin become like the lead scientist for the group and become more of a leader, and that could be potentially interesting. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. No. Well, you know, I, I feel at this point we should probably also take a wait and see and see yeah. see how much of this stuff plays out as a trend where when we're doing the last flashcast for the season, we're like, all right, this is what I'd like to see change. And how much of this is, um, again, the long game, because the writers have actually done a good job with Dr. Wells in the long game. And uh, well, I maybe they that for Cisco and Caitlin, too. Mm-hmm. If, if Firestorm is supposed to have his own show. You know, in in theory, why not? Oh, I thought he was teaming up with Ray. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so why not have why not have Caitlin go? You know, I mean, it would just be that much easier. Yeah, because you know, then the Flash's lady problem becomes even more cute. So true. Yeah. So 
you know, any hoodle. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap up this podcast? I'll tell you what doesn't have a problem. Mm -hmm. Daredevil. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I'm going to say about that. And Mm -hmm. you'll see, you'll see soon enough. No spoilers, but if, uh, if there is an episode with robot bees in it, Mm-hmm. don't tell me all right yeah <laughs> now, i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can block out some time and, and binge watch that so that i too can be on a daredevil podcast that philip is helming and uh, launching through the incomparable network you'll love it you'll yes, love it you will. Mm-hmm. so anyway um final thoughts wish list next week's episode could either go very right or very wrong um i'm not sure which i'm kind of eager to see how we all react to it and that's i guess that's my final thought for the week I just we've only got a couple to go, so I'm looking forward to them too. Yeah. Uh, it'll be exciting to see uh how the season wraps up, you know, mm-hmm. what will happen to Re- Reverse Flash. Will we ever see Gorilla Grodd so angry? Uh, <gasps> I know. Seen- every every week where is my gorilla? I, that, yes. Yeah, I think I think the gorilla's coming in at the finale. I think you're mm-hmm. going I don't know if they're saving him for next next season, but uh, that's that's a long time I'd to like put the a gorilla, gorilla actually- on the mantle place and not fire. <laughs> So. I like the idea that the very last scene of this season is like a psychic gorilla coming out of the woodwork and, and Cisco just going, are, are you married to the name Grodd? Yeah. <laughs> and then him just like completely palming his head and just doing a neck snap. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> On that cheery, crispy note, I am Lisa Schmeiser. I'm Phil Moselak. I'm Tony Sidwell. All right. We'll see you next week. I didn't have a snappy clip that time, so I was just crap. <laughs>